Praise the name of the Lord. We want to give God thanks one more time. And tonight, we're going to be looking at the passage of scripture from St. John chapter 6. St. John chapter 6. We pick pick up from verse twenty two. And I will as I go along I'll read in your hearing. Just for us to understand in the Gospel of Saint John, chapter six, John writes to us as he records one of the many miracles of Jesus' ministry. In opening verse of chapter 6, he records the feeding of 5,000 individuals by one meal. Breaking that one meal, praying over it, breaking it, and distributing it to the 5,000 people who had come to listen to his ministry. To hear his teaching. And. Next. Record of John. Is the miracle of Jesus. Walking on the water. And then he. Moves along into a discourse. That Jesus had. Concerning him being the. The bread of life the bread of life Jesus being the bread of life and so John writes to us now he says the next day the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat And they realized Jesus had not gone with them. After the feeding of the 5,000, he went by himself into a secluded place. And the disciples took the boat and went across the waters where Jesus met them walking on the water. The crowd recognized that The only boat that was there, that the disciples had taken it. And they recognized that Jesus was not with them. They came to see Jesus. It says, several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, They got into the boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. They want to see Jesus. They are interested in Jesus. We'll find out what is the attraction, what is pulling them to the ministry of Jesus. 
Bible said that they found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? That's why John note earlier that the crowd recognized that the only boat that was left, the disciples took it and Jesus was not with them. They noted that. So it was astonishing for them. When they went on the other side of the lake, they recognized that Jesus was there already. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth. I'm not answering your question. He said, you want to be with me because I fed you. Jesus is not a fool. This this sounds so interesting. But it allows me to think. Jesus knows every one of us. He knows the motive that is behind our action. Why we come to church. Why we show up at every service. We can act as if it is Jesus that we're interested in. But this tells us, brothers and sisters, by the words of the Lord himself, that he knows said, I tell you the truth. I want you to, <laughs> to be aware of your own selves. I don't want you to think that I'm ignorant of the fact, of the reason, as, it, as to why, rather, you're attracted to me. Why you come seeking me out. Jesus said, you enjoyed the meal. You want to be with me because I fed you. Not because you understand or understood the miraculous sign. Or signs. Brothers and sisters. Ladies and gentlemen. We can be in the presence of the Lord and miss or fail to recognize the miraculous or even the revelation of God. These Folks, the crowd that came across the other side of the lake seeking out Jesus. The interest that they had, brothers and sisters, was simply to be fed 
by Jesus. Their attraction to Jesus was still trapped in the materialistic realm. Here we have the revelation of God. And in interpreting the revelation of God, what man sees is something that he interprets from the materialistic realm. He can feed us. So, but Jesus says, I don't want you to be so concerned about perishable things like food. And this is not just to the immediate crowd or the crowd that showed up in this account that John is giving us. But this is a statement of fact that is even so true for this age in which we are living in. Jesus says, if you're going to seek me out, I don't want you to be so concerned about perishable things like food. The wise should, the wise thing to do is to spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. So the first thing that we need to understand is that the greatest gift or what Christ has come into this world to give to mankind is eternal life. Eternal life. He says, for God, the Father has given me the seal of his approval. I have the authority to grant eternal life. In other words, it's about time that you move yourself, elevate yourself from the materialistic realm and look in the spiritual. I'm standing before you as a gift to this world. The gift of eternal life. It is so difficult. They responded, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? The question is, they want to understand what is required. What kind of a works qualifies them before God? We want to do it too. Jesus says, 
This is the only work God wants from you. Nothing materialistic. He said, only believe in the one he has sent. Believe in him. That's all God wants from you. Brothers and sisters. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. You just stated that God has given you the seal of his approval. Show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scripture says Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. You're not going to get away like that. Give us a sign. Our ancestors, they ate bread, manna from heaven in the wilderness. And they were in the wilderness for 40 years. And every day during those 40 years, they ate manna from heaven. What we saw on the other side, uh, that's just... A one-off occasion. Show us a miraculous sign. Give us something that's more tangible. Give us something else. Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. It's not Moses. My father gave you bread from heaven. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. You're talking about a miraculous sign. 40 years of eating manna in the wilderness. They ate it and they all died. But now God has sent to you the true bread from heaven. And it's so interesting to note that Jesus contrasted himself against the miracle of the manna of bread in the wilderness. He used the word true. True bread. And he goes on to tell him the true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Moses the children of Israel in that wilderness ate 
the manna for 40 years and they died. It was merely bread to sustain them in this realm. But the true bread that comes down from heaven gives life to the world. They're following Jesus, but they're still trapped in the materialistic realm. And so often, brothers and sisters, we take it for granted. Even now, you know, you know, present circumstances, sometimes we are trapped as it relates to following Jesus. As it relates to understanding the revelation that we have received. Oftentimes, we're trapped in the materialistic realm where our sense of reasoning solely flows in the materialistic realm. Jesus said, this is the true bread that has come down from heaven and this bread is going to give life to the world. They said, give us this bread every day. They're still thinking along the lines of the materialistic. Uh, we want this bread every day. Much like the woman at the well. Who wouldn't mind having a drink of that water. So that she doesn't have to come back every day to draw water from the well. And Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. What is he talking about? Who is hungry? Every man in this world is born in sin and shaping iniquity. Every man in this world has a void in their lives to be filled. And Jesus has come into this world as the bread of life. As the bread that comes to give life, to fill that void, that emptiness, that hunger that's in everyone that's in the world. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Whoever believe. Jesus had said, the only work God wants from you is to believe in the one who he has sent. Faith. It's nothing materialistic that Jesus requires. Simply faith in Jesus Christ. Faith 
in the bread of life guarantees that our hunger will be met. Guarantees that our thirst will be quenched. Faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the that's the only thing that God requires. No man can be justified with God except by faith in Jesus Christ. He said, whoever believes in me will never be thirsty, but you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. You believe about Moses and the manna. You haven't seen it, but you believe. You have seen the true bread that has come down from heaven. And you still haven't believed. Brothers and sisters, if we understand who Jesus is, if we if we grasp the revelation of Jesus. It will change the way we think and it will change the way we act in life, the way we live. Because when a man comes in contact with Jesus and receives from him eternal life, that person, that individual cannot live a normal life. His entire lifestyle will never be understood as it relates to uh, the materialistic realm. His outlook on life is different because he recognizes Everything here is yet for a while. And the end result of his trust or his faith in Christ is eternal life, which is the reality of living. Jesus says, you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. We have received the revelation of Jesus Christ. And quite often we will proudly speak about this revelation that we have received. One God doctrine, apostolic, speaking in tongues, being filled with the Holy Ghost. And but our lifestyle does not reflect or it does not show an attitude or attitude rather does not show or can never tell others of how great, how marvelous, 
a revelation that we have received. Jesus says, however, those the Father has given me will come to me and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me not to do my own will. Eternal life is with him. He said, I'm come down from heaven to do the will of my father not to do my own will eternal life is with him he tells me brothers and sisters and I've been thinking about this more deeply if a man has eternal life. That man has faced his own self-will and has handed that self-will, the bill of divorce, As a man who has eternal life, his life is lived out based on his relationship with God. He no longer has a will that's guiding him in this world. When I say will, I'm talking about his own will. He lives to please Jesus. He lives to do the work of Christ. The question that we should ask ourselves, challenge ourselves. Do we understand what it means? To have eternal life. We receive it. By believing. In the one who. Was sent. Jesus Christ. By doing. What he says. So this is the will of God that I would not lose even one of all those he has given me but that I should raise them up at the last day. Eternal life. It means resurrection is guaranteed to those who are in Christ. Those who have received eternal life guaranteed they will be raised on the last day for it is my father's will that all who see his son and believe in him should have eternal life 
and will raise them up at the last day. People began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They're trapped. You see, just like in this world, some folks still disagreeing with the teachings of Jesus. They can't accept it. Some of Jesus' statement has offended them. So, Jesus says, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they're all offended. They said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say, I came down from heaven? He's from the community. We know him. His mother is Mary. His father is Joseph. But Jesus replied, stop complaining about what I said. For no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. Unless the Lord reveal it to you. You won't understand. Don't complain. This comes by revelation. As it is written in the scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father. Only I who was sent from God, who have seen God. He said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. As simply as that. Faith in him guarantees us eternal life. Believe in Jesus. Why is it so important for us to believe in Jesus? Eternal life. Let's look on John chapter 1. Go back to 1 verse 1. John says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. In who? In the word. Who is the word? John tells us the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We behold him, the glory of the father, only begotten of the father, full of grace 
and truth. Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God with us. John says, in him was life. I want us to pause. Do we really believe that in him life eternal life and the life was the light of men in Jesus Christ life that life is the light of men if life is in him then he has to be the focus of my entire life I have to believe it until every area in my life is subjected to him. I'm sure everyone desires eternal life. Let's continue. He said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes faith has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. I am. God, the bread of life. When he uses the I am, we understand. It speaks about God. We go back to the Old Testament and the revelation, the progressive revelation of God. I reveal himself, I am that I am. Jesus says, I am. The bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. But they all died. That bread. Was simply food to sustain them here. But now the true bread is revealed from heaven. It has come down from heaven. And you're looking on the true bread. You're failing to accept it. You're murmuring. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. the true bread anyone who eats it 
will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and glorify him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. following Jesus up until this point now the people began arguing with each other about what he meant how can this man give us his flesh to eat they ask Uh, this is strange we have never heard anything like this so Jesus said again I tell you the truth unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood. You cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. These are some difficult words. But let's look. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, 54, has eternal life. And they will experience the resurrection. Let's look back at verse 40. What does Jesus mean? By eating his flesh, about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. He uses a metaphor. But when we look in verse 40, we see exactly what Jesus is saying. You're taking it literally. But Jesus is saying, All who see his son and believe in him should have eternal life. Earlier, the people. Jesus says. The bread of life is here. You see it. And you don't believe. But all. Who see. His son. Lord give me. The right perspective. Help me to understand. Your revelation. Help me to understand who you are. That I may trust in you completely. Hallelujah. He says, all who see his son and believe in him 
should have eternal life. That's the eating and the drinking, uh, uh, eating of his flesh and the drinking of his blood. I will raise them up at the last day. People began murmuring, arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They asked. Moses already told us we're not even supposed to eat any flesh that has blood in it. This man is talking about eating his flesh. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone, anyone, eternal life is for anyone who believes. Anyone who believes. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh, that's the bread of heaven, is true food and my blood is true drink. Mm. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me. And I in him. See. Here we have brothers and sisters. One of the challenges here. This doctrine of Jesus. Becomes an offense. And it's not so much some folks have interpreted this as the what we call the Lord's Supper sitting at the table eating the bread represents the body of Christ and the wine that represents his blood that was poured out but an individual partaking of the Lord's Supper and not believing in Jesus can never obtain life eternal Jesus is speaking about the cross. One believing in the sacrifice. That's about to be made. On the behalf of humanity. So to be offended. In the eating of his body. And the drinking of his blood. To obtain eternal life. Is to be offended. By the cross. To be offended. Or to argue. As these. People were murmuring and arguing about. 
what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? To be offended by the words of the Lord Jesus Christ is to be offended by the cross. Because his purpose for coming into this world is to die for the sin of humanity. Jesus said, I live because of the living father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. Have you tasted of this bread? Have you received the life of which Jesus has come into this world to give to any man that believe? Doesn't matter where you're coming from. Doesn't matter your background doesn't matter the kind of sins that you have have committed in the past. If you look upon the bread of life and believe in him, guarantee you will receive eternal life. So many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? His disciples. Many of them said. This is hard. You're trapped. And and, and I fear. Sometimes brothers and sisters. Our whole idea. Of what this ministry of Jesus is. Or the call that we have received. We are still trapped. In a certain mindset. That anything will be accepted by Jesus. We can just give him anything. Jesus said, the only works that God is looking for is for you to believe on the one whom he has sent. What does it mean to believe? To do everything that Jesus has commanded us. The half-hearted effort won't make it. Brothers and sisters, I don't know, but sometimes I I question myself. I try to be very hard on myself sometimes, but it's it's for real. Sometimes I ask myself some very difficult questions. And one of them is like, do I really believe in Jesus? And somebody said this is weird. How could you ask a question? Well, I ask that question because every now and then I, I, I try to look on my life and how I'm living this life. My actions. Am I living for this world? Or am I living knowing that I'm just passing through? 
Because if I have a right understanding of what eternal life is, it will make me live a different way. If I have the right understanding of what eternal life is, and that eternal life is in Jesus Christ, it, it will make me sell out everything in this world to grab a hold of Jesus. So much of our energy is spent on things that will perish and pass away and decay. Very little concerning eternity. Bible said many of his disciples said this is very hard to understand. You see, you see, brothers and sisters, we're so familiar with the sayings of Jesus that we never stop to think about what is he really saying. Some folks believe that there's some other way uh, that you live a good life or you can pay away out of hell, give gifts, donate here, donate there. And we never stop to consider the words of Jesus unless you believe that I am He, the light. You're going to die in your sins. And if any man fail to believe, he's already condemned. And Jesus now, being aware of what his disciples were complaining he asks a question. <laughs> Does these words offend you? Does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Oh, hallelujah. Human effort accomplishes nothing. The very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Hallelujah. You can lift your hand right where you are. Believing on Jesus and his words. And you got to feel an anointing. Hallelujah. Human effort accomplishes nothing and that's a message that's a statement that still lives until this very day it is a statement that the church must face for so much of what we do is human effort 
It accomplishes nothing. So the words that I have spoken to you. Come, eat of my, drink of me. Hallelujah. And you're going to find life on the inside. That emptiness will be removed. Hallelujah. As you keep feeding on me. Hallelujah. The initial act of believing on me will remove that void. But keeping in relationship, my God Almighty, with me. Hallelujah. It will be in you. Are well springing up into everlasting life. Hallelujah. 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 Lift your hands everywhere, my God, and begin to, hallelujah, worship the Lord God. Hallelujah. But some of you do not believe me. There's always some doubters. Always some will tell others that you don't have to do all that. That's a little bit too much. Hallelujah. But I want to be sold out for Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel a move of the Lord in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. I feel it in my spirit. I'm going back to the Bible way. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. There, there's a whole lot of things that have encumbered our minds as it relates to the ministry of Jesus. And what we have is our own personalized ministry. What we have, my God, is our own uh, church ministry. But I want the bread of life. I want the one who has come into this world to communicate life. Hallelujah. Feed me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Until I want no more. Bread of heaven. Bread of heaven. Feed me. Until I want no more. I want God to remove everything that I have. My God Almighty man has placed upon his ministry and give me a clear perspective, a clear view of what it requires. It, what, what is required my God Almighty as how one should live out I want to go back in the scriptures and see the ministry of Jesus as it is I have come into this world to give life and that more abundantly life is with him brothers and sisters eternal life is with jesus and if you have it we're going to live a certain way if we have it my god almighty we're going to walk holy we're going to live holy my god we're going to love our brothers we're going to love our sisters my god almighty hallelujah we're going to glorify the name of the lord and the joy of the lord my god will be experienced by everyone through trials through troubles Hallelujah. You're going to have a joy. Hallelujah. For your life is not of this world. My God, you're living. Hallelujah. Heavenly life. My God Almighty. We are citizens of heaven passing through this world. My God Almighty. Our eyes are not fixed on the things of this world. We're like Jesus. Yes, the temptation comes. Like Satan taking him to a very high mountain to show him the world, the kingdoms of this world, testing him. Want to switch his mind, 
But when you have eternal life in you, you look on it and say, I'm a stranger passing through. I won't get corrupted. Hallelujah. You talk like Abraham. Mr. Lot, you select what you want. Whatever is left, I'll take it. I'm just passing through. Hallelujah. You're not deceived like Lot looking on the well-watered plains of Jordan. He said, this is good for my, my livestock. Look, I can pitch my tent here near Sodom. The next time we heard of Lot, he's in the gates of Sodom. The tent packed up and gone in the city of Sodom. Uh, becoming an elder right in Sodom. Hallelujah. But when you have eternal life, our perspective on life is different. We ain't no pitching no tent down here. Hallelujah. We have packed up long time ago to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. I want the Holy Ghost to drop on some young men, some young women right in this church. Hallelujah. Where the ministry of Jesus Christ of Nazareth will be practiced, will be lived out. I want some men, hallelujah, who will look on this world and have the right perspective, who will look on it like how Peter looked on it my god almighty hallelujah like how paul looked on it like oh andrew my god and all those apostles looked on it and saw my god that they were pilgrims passing through don't have to own nothing down here hallelujah 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 you can have it but there's a city prepared for me i don't want no plains of jordan Hallelujah. I'm in love with the bread of life. I'm feeding at the master's table. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got a drink. Hallelujah. Of his blood. Hallelujah. And ever since, there's a tire. My God, I can't let go of this Jesus thing. I can't live like anybody else. My God Almighty, I want him every, every time I, I, I get up out of my bed. Jesus is on my mind. When I lay down to sleep, he's on my mind. Hallelujah. On my way to work, he's on my mind. I can't shake it. He, he's cons- he has consumed me. My God Almighty. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Ask God. Hallelujah. My God. Some of you stop at the revelation of Jesus at the pool. My God. But I want to have a proper understanding of who he is. Oh, that I may know him. To know him is to experience him. My God Almighty, hallelujah, 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 Shaka Messiah, hallelujah. Lift your hands everywhere you are. My God, there's one, my dear, my God, who does not have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, the bread of life said, believe on me, hallelujah. Eat of me this bread drink of this blood my god almighty and you will have life out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water lift your hands 
Hallelujah. Korata shaka masata. Lift your hands. Kambata bahushaya. Makoto saya. Hallelujah. Fill me, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Unmute your microphones and come right in. Hallelujah. Shandakosa. We're going to immerse ourselves in a proper study. Hallelujah. Of the ministry of Jesus and get to understand what is required of the church. Hallelujah. 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 The ministry that will challenge us, take us to the street, take us to the communities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To communicate life to people who are dying. If we know that Jesus Christ has life, we will share it. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Let's open more microphones and come right in. We're going to be praying at this time. But the anointing of God, hallelujah, is all over this church right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The anointing of the living God is all over us right now. Hallelujah. No time to play the hypocrite. No time to play the hypocrite. No time to play the hypocrite. My God, Jesus, I know you. I know your motive. Not all of you come, my God Almighty, because you're interested in the bread of life. You come because I feed you on the other side of the lake. You like the food, but I have another food, my God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That food is my body. Hallelujah. Which I will give as a sacrifice for the sin of humanity. Have you tasted that food, my God Almighty? Hallelujah. Some of us are just attracted to the gift, my God. The gift will perish at the grave, but you want the gift of life that he will raise you up at the, at the last day. Come on, somebody. Open your mouth and receive the anointing of the living God. Open your mouth for a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost being poured out over you.